the ball's the best, number one. It's the GOAT of sports apps. Talk about the greatest of all time. Big Joe's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. We know it. <laughs> I, I'm going to say right. I'm the Djokovic of this scenario. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Download the OTB Sports app now. Rugby on Off The Ball. With Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Now, I'm delighted to say that we're joined by Leinster player Hugo Keenan as he's been announced as an ambassador for Optimum Nutrition. It coincides with the extension of Optimum Nutrition as the official sports nutrition partner of Leinster Rugby for the next three years. For more info, you can check out Optimum Nutrition on Instagram. Hugo Keenan, how are you getting on? I'm good, Will. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. I mean, it's this kind of unusual circumstance where pre-season has started a little bit earlier than normal uh, with the Ireland camp at the moment. But I'm sure you're just delighted to be in camp getting ready for this World Cup now. Exactly. Yeah, it's an exciting time for us. So we've had a good two-week block. It's uh, It's been tough. It's been intense, but enjoyable as well. And I think all the lads are sort of uh, glad to be back in training and, and there's a good buzz around the place now. In some ways, is it helpful after a disappointing end of the season with Leinster, with the way the URC went and then the disappointment of the Champions Cup final to be able to refocus so quickly on international duty afterwards? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a positive, I suppose. Uh, yeah, you have that lingering defeat, uh, sort of staying there for, for a bit of the holidays, but you can't dwell on it too much. And I suppose the best way to get back into it and get, to get over it is to, to get back training and uh, playing a bit of rugby. So uh, I think all the lads were, were, were sick of the holidays and then glad to be back in and, and enjoying it. Yeah, look, it's a particularly frustrating end to the season when it's home soil for a European final, second year in a row. Last year, you're a minute away from winning the final against La Rochelle and Marseille. This time round, potentially one player, a refereeing decision away, it could have been two European Cups as opposed to coming away with nothing for the last two seasons. Yeah, uh, it, it's hugely disappointing. Like It's probably something that four weeks of holidays doesn't just wipe. Uh, it'll probably be lingering there for a bit now, but uh, you just have to use it as a positive and as a motivation uh, to go on now. I think, you know, last year's defeat against La Rochelle, I think it drove us to, to go on to bigger and better things against New Zealand in that in that series win and uh, in into the Six Nations uh, Grand Slam win as well. So I think a lot of us Leinster lads here are taking that mentality, using that disappointment to to motivate us to push us on a bit more to um, prepare well over the next couple of weeks uh, into an exciting World Cup. Well, when we talk about resilience and motivation, your own story given the picture I think emerged around the time that you were getting your first cap for Ireland, that you had been involved with the C team at junior level uh, with Blackrock College. You end up on the senior uh, first team uh, when you win the championship in 2014. But in that couple of years between your junior cert and senior cycle, you bring yourself up from, I believe at one point, being captain of the D team to on the first at senior level. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, even as a under 14-year-old, if you told me I was playing for the S, I would have uh, bitten your hand off at that stage. Uh, I was just playing rugby because I loved it, I suppose. I just wasn't good enough to to kick on at the time. But because I had that love for it, I, I, uh, I suppose, kept practicing, kept working hard, kept grinding at it. And, uh, yeah, eventually pushed on. And uh, it's sort of been a bit of a long journey, a bit of a, a different route than most of the others, I suppose, even after school in into the sevens uh, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I'd like to think that that journey's benefited me and 
taught me a few lessons along the way to, to get me here. What a stack group you had in 2014, though. Caelan Doris involved in that team, Joey Carberry, Nick Timoney. Like, it's a, a star sort of group that all went on to play provincial rugby. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Like, uh, I know it's only Caelan in the squad at the moment, but having those lads, even Connor Oliver and Connacht, um, Gary Ringrose is in the year ahead of me and whatnot. So it's cool sort of go, coming up the ranks with those lads and makes it a bit more enjoyable. And it's great to see them going so well. You mentioned the sevens journey. And maybe if things had gone in a different direction, you could have been getting ready to go to France next year as opposed to this year for the Olympic Games after what the guys have achieved. Um, you were one of kind of the OGs when I go back to 2017 with the men's programme getting resurrected at the time. You must be delighted for some of your former teammates who have now qualified for the Olympics this time. Ah, it was brilliant to see. Uh, I We were all in camp uh, for the final against GB and we were watching it together and there's a great buzz. And yeah, as one of the... Uh, Older lads, uh, sorry, in terms of uh, watching a few of the older lads for the Sevens uh, who I played with was great. The likes of Terry, Brian Mullen, Harry McNulty. I know them all so well. They're they're good pals of mine. So it was great to support them. And I think my my last tournament for the Sevens was uh, a qualifier for the last Tokyo 2020 Olympics, which got postponed. So uh, it was it was cool to see sort of the next cycle as well. And uh, yeah, you're you're a bit more invested in it, uh, watching them. Yeah, like David Nusifor and Anthony Eddy were convinced that both the men's and women's programmes were worth investment at the time and this would uh, pay off fruit in the end. How much does it help you as a rugby player? Because like at the start of your Leinster career, you had to wait quite a while before breaking into the first team. I think you had like six caps before you basically became a first team player at fullback. You had that time at sevens. Did it help your skill set while you were focusing on sevens for that kind of three, four year period there? Yeah, 100 uh, percent. Like the opportunity wasn't there for me when I came into the academy. I just wasn't good enough at the time. I uh, probably wasn't physically developed at that stage. So the sevens sort of suited me to go off, develop my game, uh, my fitness, speed. Um, and it's it's such a perfect game for, for a back player or back three player to do that. So, um, yeah, did about two and a half years with the sevens. And at, at the time when you're playing in, in those qualifiers uh, for either the Olympics or to get on the World Series, they're, they're as big as it gets for you. Um, so you, you gain a huge amount of experience both on that sort of pressure side, but also the mental side of the game. So, um, yeah, sort of had to bide my time then when I came back in with Leinster um, and sort of kicked on after the academy. Um, so, yeah, definitely think that the Sevens was, was great for me. And it's cool that the likes of Jimmy O'Brien, uh, Shane Daly, Rob Balakoon, Nick Timoney, loads of lads who... I was on that squad with have, have sort of pushed on as well to provincial and, and Irish level as well. Yeah, like it is good to see some of those old heads still around and doing as well as they are. Terry Kennedy has been one of the real revelations on the seven circuit over the last few years. I think he was in your same group with the 15s at 20s level as well. He was involved in that World Cup. Coincidentally, I think it was in South Africa that time around as well. So it's great to see him stick with the sevens programme pretty much from the start and get his rewards where he's going to be a double Olympian now next year. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's an incredible player. Like, there's there's not many lads who can go off to Australia for for nine months and then stroll back into the seven side as he did and to perform so well uh, in in those uh, 
two tournaments for for the side to to qualify them and uh he's a he's a good pal of mine uh, so it, it's cool for him and loads of the other squad to be a double olympian to do it once is special enough so uh, a little bit jealous of them i'm not gonna lie um, tell us about your own finding of consistency then, because by your own admission there, it's a road less travelled in a way that you found yourself in the 15 jersey, both for Leinster and for Ireland. And you've been effectively and ever present for the last couple of seasons for both teams in big games. What happened that kind of brought that consistency to your game then? Uh, I'm not really sure. I suppose like from from the minute I got into the Leinster side, minute I got into the Irish side, it was just about keeping yourself in there and I suppose the way the schedule is packed at the moment, it's just big game after big game, whether it's European Cup into Interpros, into maybe Six Nations or uh, or Test matches that um, you, you don't really have a chance to, to let up. And there's so much competition in, in both Leinster and Ireland that if you do start uh, getting a bit complacent, um, that there's lads... Uh, right there waiting to take the jersey off you. So you just have to use that as a driving factor to to push you on and to keep getting better. And I suppose the other side of things, probably the coaching that that I've gotten, um, whether it's in Leinster with, with Stuart, um, or or all the all the coaches in, in both camps, Ireland or Leinster, um, where we're uh, lucky to have them as well. Are you going to miss Stuart Lancaster now that he's gone? Like a good replacement has been found uh, from now, but he feels like he's been such an important person as a coach on the field during his time at Leinster. Ah, he's huge. Like uh, it's funny we would have chatted a lot about it over the last um, final few weeks in there that me and Stuart sort of came in at the same time in in 2016. Me as a first year academy player and him as a, as the new coach, probably off the back of a disappointing uh, England, I suppose, campaign. And um, he's been unbelievable for me in my development and um, was sort of um, definitely over the last couple of years, one of the reasons uh, for my success. So um, very grateful for that. But the fact new co- uh, Nina Barr is coming in as a new coach, he's obviously got world-class pedigree and that's exciting too. So um, yeah, we, we're, we're blessed with the coaches at the moment, uh, thankfully. Yeah, and I guess look, it speaks about Leinster's ambition, doesn't it? That you go and get South Africa's coach to come in as part of the coaching ticket when Stuart leaves. It's one excellent person going out the door and one excellent coach coming in. Yeah, 100%. Uh, uh, I was delighted to, to, to hear of the appointment. I think he's obviously... Um, one of the top coaches in the world at the moment, I suppose, World Cup champions um, currently. Um, so, yeah, I think he's uh, it's an exciting prospect and all the lads are uh, are looking forward to him coming in and putting his stamp on things and, and mixing it up a bit. I know the Leinster lads are uh, in pre-season working hard at the moment, so I'm sure it's in their mind a bit more than a few of us in Irish camp just worrying on what we can uh, focus on at the moment. Mm, look, that work has gone on the high performance unit currently, but you mentioned already maybe some of the confidence that would have been taken from going to New Zealand, winning a series there for the very first time, uh, picking up the Grand Slam this time around. Everyone wants to peak perfectly when the autumn comes around for the World Cup, but you guys have put in some very important performances over the last year and a half running into this World Cup. Yeah, there's been a lot of highs and lows across the uh, campaign, whether it's uh, with Leinster or Ireland. So it's about, I suppose, using both as as motivators, taking the learnings from the losses and uh, 
I suppose, the learnings from the wins as well to, to drive you forward. But uh, we definitely know that like there's a huge amount of time to the World Cup. Teams are training really hard. They're only going to get better over the uh, next couple of months and weeks uh, in preparation for it. So we're just focusing on what we can uh, deal with and control and trying to improve ourselves because we probably know that the standards that we've hit in the Six Nations or in the New Zealand World Ser- or Series uh, probably won't be enough to go on and win a World Cup and how much more of a challenge that's going to be. And realistically, if Ireland do well at this World Cup, you're going to have to come through some big guns on that side of the draw as well. Like even to have an improving Scotland team, to have South Africa, New Zealand and France all on that side of the bracket. Um, progressing in this competition is going to be hard fought. Yeah, 100%. Uh, like that's the beauty of a World Cup, that you're just playing world-class team one after the other. So the pool stages is just going to be our focus uh, for the moment. We know how much of a challenge it is with uh, how strong of a pool uh, we have so um, yeah we're definitely not getting our head ahead of ourselves um, but but looking forward to it at the same time and importantly for you I suppose staying injury free as well uh, you had a bit of an injury early on this season but you were back in time for international duty uh, I think for every player now for the next two months you want to make sure you're in as best a condition as you can possibly be definitely I think it's a it's a good opportunity at the moment to get a few niggles right that are sort of hanging on from the end of last season um, to put yourself in a better place going in. I think we've got a great medical department, great physios, doctors in, in Ireland that they've come up with a good sort of uh, plan for us to, to get our injuries right, but also to keep our health now over the next couple of weeks because training's ramping up. It, ramping up. It's, it's getting tough. And uh, yeah, you, you just have to not worry about those things because if you're worrying about injuries that's when they can start creeping in and on the final note for you I saw Gary Ringrose your club and international teammate said today no distractions about what's going to happen with Johnny Sexton's hearing which is coming up in a couple of weeks time he's training away at the moment getting ready for the World Cup I'm sure you're hoping he's going to be available to play and that he's going to be showing no ring rust after about five months of no rugby due to the injury at the end of the year Um, it goes without saying Johnny Sexton's a crucial player for you at the World Cup yeah, exactly. Like he's uh, an experienced head at this stage, um, so he's he's dealing with it well, and um, we know like what what sort of a leader he is and how important he is to the squad. So uh, it's business as usual from our end. We're we're training away just as Johnny is, uh, trying to improve ourselves and, and improve the team. So um, yeah, he's he's back fit and uh, on the pitch, uh, training away. So it's great to have him. Well, Hugo Keenan is the new ambassador for Optimum Nutrition, a nutrition sponsors to Leinster over the next three years. Hugo, thanks a million for joining us. Cheers, Will. Thanks for having me. And rugby here on Off the Ball is with thanks to Vodafone. We're all in the team of us. Rugby on Off the Ball. With Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.